I was journaling a couple of weeks ago and I was talking about how like this semester has been very like emotionally draining on me because I feel like what Nairobi Nairobi just filled me up from April because I went back to Nairobi earlier than everyone else last semester. Yeah, you even left before me. Imagine. You left before And I came back a week after classes started. I came back after three, but okay. Uh, you win, you win. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that aspect of appreciating what the island has given us. Mm. I know a bunch of us, almost all of us, like this is like our last kind of season yeah. on this island. And I'd love to hear from you guys. Looking ahead into the future, what are some aspirations or exciting prospects that you have for the next season of your life? Because this is this is something that has been playing in my mind a lot, whether it's in terms of oh, where do I want to work next year? How would my first six months of post-uni look like? I have a bunch of friends who graduated in June who went for this graduation ceremony. Same. And it was the most amazing thing in the world, yeah. seeing them and their families yeah. and their friends celebrating this kind of milestone that is what life is. Um, I feel like the future is scary and not enough people say that. Yeah. Like, the idea of it in general is petrified because I, like, okay, granted I have jobs um, waiting for me at home, but, you know, that's not like my final end game, you know, mm. like, and I don't know how to go about looking for jobs over like okay not overseas okay personally i want to stay in africa so i would love to get a job anywhere in africa i don't know how to like apply and stand out you know i don't know what next i don't know if i'm ready to move out of my parents house and funny enough everyone keeps saying oh why do you want to leave marisha so early because i'm leaving really soon and I keep saying, like, this is not my, like, where I want to end up. And everyone keeps saying, oh, you need to start working right now. You need to start doing, like, get a job um, right this very second. And nothing scares, I don't know if it's just me. Nothing scares me more than thinking about the fact that if I start working right now, I won't have my last holiday. After, if I work, if I got a job tomorrow... And I started working tomorrow. My next holiday will be two weeks long. And it'll be for the entire year. And no one's like... I don't want to say warning us. But like... No one warns you of like the real world. Like how difficult it's going to be. And the transition between like university. For example, you guys have six month holidays. Like... Are you yeah. ready to let that go? Yeah. Because that's a really long time to just chill and do nothing. And then to go every day, eight to five, you're working and you only get a holiday when you, when you ask, for it. ask for one. And yeah. it's max going to be two weeks, like maximum. That's a very scary idea for me. Like it just, it all seems very like soon and I'm not ready for it. Yeah. I haven't planned for it. But I mean, obviously, I'm gonna get a job as soon as I go home. Someone is going to hire me. <laughs> Period. Um, I how does it look like for you, Tessa? So when, like, in back in 2019, I used to have chronic migraines where, like, I had so much anxiety over like my uni. This was that was the times when I was looking at unis and where to apply and what I wanted to do. 
and I had wanted to be in the U.S. so bad, I think. Yeah. And then, like, like the stress of that, I had A-levels, SATs, and all of that. So I used to get these migraines where I could, I would literally sleep and wake up with a migraine. My, it feels like my my head was vibrating all the time. And going through that, I went to get like an MRI, whatever, all the tests you can think of, just to make sure like there was something actually that was like something wasn't wrong. But that whole experience taught me taught me like okay. You don't have control about what's happening in the future. And as a Christian, it's important for you. Again, God is like, you are doubting me. Why are you doing that? You know? So ever since that episode, I have cultivated this habit of just laying everything at the feet of God. And like just giving everything to him. Everything I do, that's what I do. Even if it's like how the day might, what I wake up in the morning and I've told myself I want to do today. I just told myself, God, this is what I want to do today. Um, I'm not going to stress about it. I've done my part by thinking about what I want and how I would want it to look like, but I've put it at your feet. And I trust that you know that whatever is going, like, Mm -hmm. you know that, you know how it's supposed to happen. You will do what's best for me. So that's the approach that I'm going into post uni life with. Where, and shout out to my sister Nanette for this, where she told me no one prepares you for the shock and the loneliness of that post-grad period where some people are now trying to find jobs and you don't know what you want to do for your next step, Papa. But mm. don't let them, like, don't let society's voice cloud you. Don't let it be too loud in your head. You have a God and he knows what's planned for you. So you just focus on his voice and what he has planned for you. And then that's how I, that's how I generally move. So right now, I I am so happy to say that I don't even know what my next job is. I don't know even what I want to do as a profession in my life. I don't know. I don't have a five-year plan. I don't have a 10-year plan. All I know is one one way or another, God is going to come through, guys. He's coming through. He's never let me... He's never let me down. Mm -hmm. And granted, it doesn't mean I'm not going to go through struggles and I'm not going to go through hurdles. But one thing he constantly reassures me is I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I say this, I've said this to my friends before, like that is the one thing I always hear him say every time I go through a hard time. It's I will never leave you nor forsake you. And every time you're going through something hard, he's holding your hand. Yesterday, like the church that I joined recently, there's something that we learned like when I was doing my quiet time. He said that sometimes like um, there's 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 a parable of parable in the bible in matthew chapter 20 where they were talking about these guys who had gone to work in a vineyard right and the everyone had like people who work in a vineyard some people had been working from like morning mm-hmm. and then these couple of guys had went and they had started working they only went to start working at 5 p.m and then when it was time but like they had been standing in a corner and they were shy to ask for work mm-hmm. and they were told like you said he was like go and ask for you know, go and ask for work and you will see what that would like. You would just go and ask for work and start working. When they got the job, so they started working at like 5 p.m. while everyone has probably started working at like 6 a.m. So they're thinking to themselves, hey, what can I do? Blah, blah, blah. When it was time to be paid, the owner of the vineyard was like, start paying people from the people who you employed last. And what that, like what our pastor was saying was, somebody has already gotten their testimony in January 
and has already been blessed and has received their good things in January and you've watched people get their blessings. But that doesn't mean that God has forgotten you. It means that he's gone ahead of you to write your praise report. So in this last quarter, that is what you should operate that mindset with, that before this year ends, if you will also do your part of being faithful to him and like honestly just communicating and trusting him and having faith in him, you will also see that he's going to bless you in a way that you didn't expect. So even if your year didn't start off in a good, on a good note, or it started and like if you went through shit throughout the year, before this year ends, just know that like he's going to be there for you and help you. And honestly, since like before that and ever since then, it just like added to my mm. mindset because it's like, look, my family this summer, like this summer, they're asking me, when are you getting married? Guys, Hey. Um, same. I'm 21. Hey. Same. When am I getting married? Same. Um, what am I doing? Have you started saving for children? Like, what are your plans? Blah blah blah. And those things used to give me make like to skyrocket my anxiety. But ever since then, I was I was very quick to tell them, don't ask me. Like you mm. know, God will do. Like it was very, I was it was very. I had peace in communicating. Like oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life yet. Yeah. And I am so grateful to God for the parents that I have because they're not even putting pressure on me to get married or to have a job mm, and things like mm, that. Mm. But other people are doing it. So sometimes so, like society's voice is so, can seem so loud, but you must always remember to tune it out so that you can focus on the voice of God. After that, honestly, that's my advice to anyone who's listening to this podcast right now. Just tune that. Because society's voice is loud. And let me tell you, men will fail you. Like, not men as in just men that gender, but like, I mean, they will, the but... whole world will fail you, mm. man, my, mankind will fail you. God never fails. So please, guys, <laughs> just, that's the that's where I'm operating from. It's in God's hands. I feel like that's what I can say. Be- before I start, the first thing I want to say is like, in Tessa and I's over, because our friendship anniversary is 28th of August. In the, like, over three years that Tessa and I have been in friendship matrimony, I would say I like that we are both very spiritually inclined people and in two different directions. Because, like, she's Christian, I'm Muslim, and we are both trying our best. Is that we share from each other's religions and we have, like, these common grounds Mm. that just make it so easy for us to pass, I think... I would say the word between each other. Yeah. Like this this is this is a lesson you need. This is a lesson I need from you. This is and it just it makes me feel like so fulfilled a lot mm. because like we can identify the things that we need to hear from each other even though it's two different ends. Yeah. And I think looking into the future because let me tell you guys the last year October last year so now has been a journey. My life has, I'm a completely different person. My life has gone, like, changed all on its head into a different, I'm a different person. And I'm always a different person around my birthday, but, like, like around the time when I'm going into a new age. But this has been, like, the most revolutionary ever in my life. And I think it's fitting because of the era I'm supposed to be stepping into now. And that last year, because of how, like, the holiday went last year, I started realizing that I don't think returning back to Nigeria is for me. Mm. And it's just this holiday, all it really did was to show me that 
what you need right now in your life, what you're looking for, this is a great place, but it's not where you will find it. Mm. Mm. That's the first thing. The second thing is... Nairobi. <laughs> the second thing... So that's the first thing, like... That's the first... Like, for me, going into the future. So I'm looking for work, but, like, outside. Right? The second thing is that... Learning... Learning a type of... Being able to ask for stuff from God. Because mm. I've always been... Like, I ask God for stuff, but only big things. Mm. And... Because of the way last year ended and the way this year started, as at May, I was done. And I was just like, I need, I need, I need favor. I need, I need favor and I need it a lot because I don't know what's going on. And last year when I was turning 20, I was telling myself, we are so confused right now. So this time next year, we have going, we, we have to have all the clarity we have to have all the knowledge. We have to be prepared. Because, like, literally, that's our last hurrah. Like, here, mm. big joke. My Everything became so much more confusing, so much more conflicted. I was like, so as of me, I was telling, I just started telling God, I was like, Ya Allah, I need favor and I need, I just need to know that I still, like, I still have it in me. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I was one of the things I was saying is I want a, a I want an internship and I want a big internship and I you know I always want big internships but I want a I want a big internship but at the same time I want something that leaves me fulfilled mm. and I want to have like and also I was I think I don't remember who it was that I was talking to about this about how becoming delusional has actually started serving me I think I think I don't I think so. I think I've had this conversation with different people. Because as of this summer, I was at, like, I was at rock bottom. I was like, at, like at the beginning of this year, I was like, you know what? I'm at rock bottom. By February, I was like, I'm at rock bottom. So like, literally, I'm just going to become so delusional because what do I have to lose? Right? Yeah. So I'm going to start walking in, I think Tessa would say walking in faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what she would say. Like, that's, it may not be happening now. It may not even be happening. It may not happen anytime soon. But it's going to happen. So when I got to my internship, I was like, I need favors and I've asked God. And let me tell you guys, so many different things I'll ask God. And like, even if I don't get it, he never lets me down. Because yeah. if I don't get it, something better comes. Even if I don't realize immediately. Come through. Because. So like, for example, my internship this summer. And I, I feel like I talk about my internship a lot. Because it was, you know, when they, you know, when you realize like God has like, the reason why Allah wanted me to experience that was because of like, you needed this. Hmm. And when I give you, you will be thankful and you would ask for more and I will yeah. give you that more. And more than what you asked for even. Because that's literally what he said in the Quran, right? So it's like, you ask and I will give you and then when you're grateful for that and you ask again, I will give you more than anything that you asked for. And then when you ask again because you're not confident that I will get all of these things. And that's literally what it was this summer. And that's why now I'm like, at this point where I'm like, let me ask. Because when I was doing my internship, I was delulu. I was like, Oh, they're going to pick a best intern at the end of this internship. I'm going to be that best intern, right? I didn't even do extra because situations kept on finding me that allowed me to show myself and show up for other people and be present and do all of these things. Same thing with like just generally other aspects of my life. So I feel like that's another thing that I'm going to do more of. It's like that gratitude and that asking for and that seeing it show up, not just for me, but for the people around me. Because I'd be... 
praying for my friends and praying for like random people that I really like to see and stuff. And the last thing is me as a person. I was saying earlier sometime during like this podcast about how and I've started finding my voice and like pursuing the life I want to live. Because that's like, it's not an easy thing to figure out the life you want to live, especially if it's outside of expectations people have for you and the things that they want you to achieve or the person they want you to be. And one thing that I'm challenging myself to do is take the person that I am on this island and the things I want for myself, but I've kept, I've, I've only like fully pursued when I'm on this island, to take it out of here and introduce more people in my life to the person that I am now. The way I think has changed. The way I dress has changed. The way I talk has changed. The things I think about, the plans I have for myself, being scared to like share it with like probably like people who don't know me in Mauritius, even like my family and stuff, being scared to like say, you guys, I want to do things my way Mm -hmm. and I want to live my way. I love your way. It's great. But it's not for me. And it's very hard, but like that's one thing that I'm committing myself to. Introduce people to the real you and not let them be the ones that will now make the decision or do things that will tell, make your decision easier of should we minimize the role you play or the presence you have because you would you're not willing, you know? Mm. So yeah. Um so I can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um do you wanna be done like soon? Because what I'm about to ask is like a whole different type. We can do uh, over 20 minutes. Hmm? We can do over 20 minutes. Okay. So, <laughs> with regards to what Avita just said, <laughs> um, I've been encouraging my friends to reevaluate their morals. Simply because our morals come from, essentially, as Christians, they come from the Bible. Yeah. But as human beings, they then come from your parents yes. and your role models and yes. people that you look that's up true. to. Yeah, that's society. And yes. And I was saying, the thing with me, personally, I haven't found my church. Like mm. my church that like mm. I'm ready to raise my kids with, my husband, whatever, whatever, mm. whatever. Because I just, you choose your church based on you agreeing with what your pastor is saying. Mm. Right. And I haven't found that. And I always tell my friends to really think about it because how you're going to raise your kids is based on how you have read the Bible and mm. you decided that mm-hmm. this is what we're going to believe in. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very like persistent in people trying to figure out like what are your morals? Yeah. Leave what you have grown up knowing mm-hmm. and what you have, what people have told you and find out like, what you want yeah and i feel like a lot of people mm. tend to like continue with what they were told mm. which is fair and fine you can believe whatever you were told and continue with it yeah. but when it comes to your family you also want to raise your people in a certain way yeah and for that to happen you have to sit down and be like guys this is what i want this is how we're gonna move forward and this is what we're gonna have to understand yeah that's it I want to add to that and say that that is something that I took, like I took the chance, like I decided to do this summer, right? So I was born into an Orthodox family, like 
both my parents are Anglicans. So I have grown up, I grew up in both. My parents were neighbors. That's how they met. And so so my grandmothers live in the same um, residential area. So behind each other. So neighbors. So we all went to the same church. When I say all, my extended family, we all went to the same church. But I have grown up as an Anglican. And I will always have like the Anglican part of me in there. But as I grew up... Sorry. <laughs> I started to realize that I still didn't have what I wanted in terms of going to church, going to church aspect. So I told my mom this year that, you know what? I'm going to do a thing where I'm going to try different churches to see whether what church fits me. And my mom, shout out to you, Gracie, was very supportive. <laughs> That's we love Auntie Grace. My mom my has been. Is Grace. Oh! But yeah, she was very supportive because she went back to when we moved to our, our our current home we tried a charismatic church for a bit and then she and my dad went back to anglican church right and i was going with them most part of the time but because of how i was in and out of the country been here and there every time i was back home i would go to anglican with them but i decided this year no it's enough with just you're not going to church you're just going to church for going sake at this point so why not try so i went to try different churches and then i found this church thanks to my my i call him my brother-in-law my yeah but he's my i call he's my brother-in-law he's called isaac so shout out to isaac chuku the painter (laughs) um he invited me to his church called empowerment worship center and i loved it guys i went there and i said to myself i said god i'm going here after the first service i said okay i'm going to continue for four more sundays and if after these four sundays i feel like this is my church i will join so that let me tell you pastor gideon Danso has been a blessing in my life for just a short period of time and i went with my sister and like i really just want to echo what um atida was saying that you need to challenge yourself to find your what your like your principles your values create what your what is your own belief system what's your own value system aside what your parents have like you've grown up with and it is in this journey that i realized that Mine, I might grow up as an Anglican. I will always be an Anglican at heart, but yeah. now I want to raise myself and raise my, like, be, raise myself in this space that empowerment has created. Mm-hmm. And this is how I would want to raise my kids and, you know, potentially, like, my, yeah, yeah. like, go to church with my husband and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm also a firm believer in challenge what you don't, what you already know, step out of it and mm-hmm. see what else you can find out. You'd be surprised to know what, to find out what you can learn. I was raised um, in an Anglican household and Mm. my dad made sure we went to Anglican churches. I can recite that booklet (laughs) from front to back and back to front. (laughs) But now when I choose like my church, Mm. I think I would really like to be like Presbyterian. Mm. Like that's where I feel like I connected. Mm. Granted, you know, I got my own perks and things that lead me to there. But like, if I hadn't, like, been given the opportunity, because mm. also it then took, like, um, time for me to realize that, like, oh, there's other churches that you can consider, yeah. because I was always raised Anglican, everywhere I turned, Anglican, Anglican, Anglican. Anglican, Anglican. Anglican. Um, I then realized that, like, oh, you know what, this church actually might be My the one that I'm actually more comfortable with, and that I understand more, mm. and that's just the church that I've also just 
gravitated to. Mm-hmm. Like even here, when I feel like, oh, I like this church, and then I ask, oh, what's your denomination? They always like Presbyterian. I'm like, okay, this is where I the direction I kind of want to go into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing about what I think was said about like evaluate your morals. Yeah. I think that's such a big thing because. And I know that I tend to talk in like instances of like, oh, I'll give you like the raw situation of it. So I feel like that's what happens here is that um, my, my, my family or like my family is like um, kind of evenly split. So we have uh, Muslims and we have Christians. And my parents especially have been like rather um, like um, more like I would say like more practicing and very into like societies that are very practicing like um islam very practicing and i think i have always grown up like understanding the religion and doing my own like research and my own like
you know, nobody needs to like force me to like practice this religion. But I think also I realized like a lot of what I was doing was because I wanted to impress adults around me. Mm. And in like 2019, when I graduated from secondary school, I think I was starting down the road of finding out, okay, but why am I here? Like, what is the plan? What is the journey? What is the reason? Those type of things, especially where religion is concerned. Because I think this happens in all religions generally. People tend to have their interpretations of the word and how they believe it should be interpreted and everybody just like follows that, like, yes, this is it. And I would read things and I'll be like, okay, but like, let's talk about the love Let's talk about the peace. Mm. Let's talk about the good things. Why Why is it like people always want to talk about the punishments and like other people always want to talk about how Muslims have like, Muslims are like terrorists or Muslims are like extremists or like mm. Islam is like a religion of like bad people. They just force women to do all of these things, you know? And like as a young person who was just getting into social media especially, it was all very like, like what's going on? And you know, people always want to always tell the stories of like the, the weird Muslims. Like the Muslims who are misogynistic or the ones who have like very problematic views. That is what is pushed for a lot of people to see. And then it gets hard like as a young person who is seeing like all of these like um, Christian youth-centered organizations. It becomes kind of hard like, why am I seeing all this love? But like here, people only want to talk about the problematic aspects of us Mm. where's that representation and i feel like now because i've also like centered my own values and like what are the things that are important to me and then also looked at them from a religious religious standpoint and then seen like ah but my religion is also like an advocate for like these things you know like it's an advocate of for example like one value i would look at and like people always see this the wrong way is like Islam is very, very clear on what a husband should do in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And, like, you get a lot of, like, the representation that you see is, like, the men who are, like, toxic and, like, not doing what God wants and just super problematic and terrible people. But, like, in doing my own research and, like, looking at the raw work of God, the raw word, what does he have to say? What is the message? What are you meant to be doing? What did Allah say about a man in a household mm-hmm. who marries a woman, what's he supposed to do? What's his duty? What's his right? Then you see like, also oh, these people, they're not even doing what God wants. Mm-hmm. And because I have been able to examine the things that are my values or the things that are important or just like what I want and then look at religion and be like, okay, so if this is what religion says, why am I not finding what I want? Mm. It has helped me to also start to look for people who represents my values in religion Mm. from the word of god like yes this is what's in the quran and that is why and i'm so so grateful especially for like social media because i've seen the nigerian versions of what my values are and how i i understand religion do you understand Mm. of people who say this is how we're supposed to love people regardless of um Regardless of their differences, even if they're not Muslim, because the Prophet did this, 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 that, that, that. And the Quran says this, 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 that, that, that. Let's people have their own religion and let us have our own religion. So people who represent that and talk about that and center the understanding of religion from a very loving and a very open-minded standpoint. 
on like social media for example there's this one girl that i i started following her this summer and sometimes i'm watching her story and i start crying and the reason why i'm crying is because i feel like a sisterhood with her that like no one like, else like, understood like like yeah. i don't i don't even know how to explain it. i've never met her before she's nigerian as well but she grew up in the u.s she practices she like wears the hijab she's like as she so she has so much fun she does so many things she centers a lot of it in like religion and how religion because for example i used to be like have like all these hobbies and then people would be like you know like um like i used to like like doing spoken words and everything and there was this one time when i was in like secondary school that the teacher told me like you know when you leave secondary school you're going to have to drop all of these things because a muslim woman's voice should not be seen or heard and like when that teacher said that it actually hits me Mm. like it was only like last year when i was looking looking back on like why have i really struggled with like promoting these aspects of myself compared to where i was in you guys in secondary school i was i was like that kid that was like president of the press club president of debating in the drama club going for presentations public speaking that was who i was and then i realized like after i really just like fell off my like i i was not on my zoom and trying to figure out even coming to uni i tried but like i didn't get the same momentum ever again and i realized like that comment and getting it from like different people of like oh you know as a Muslim woman you need to like lower your voice and you need to like chill out and not do too much mm. or even like girls around me who had been socialized in that or women around me who had been socialized in that mm. never realizing that that also kind of affected me yeah. and then made me not choose myself and then seeing like stories of like because let me tell you guys something religion especially where people are concerned the way that religion is meant to be practiced a lot of the time, when people come in, especially like culture comes in as well and society, it changes. So now I'm reading bare stories of like the time of the prophets and I'm seeing like women were fighting in battles. Yeah. Women were doing all these, like women were, they were doing the, the things. They were at the, the top, most, literally. Yeah. They were doing like, what do you mean? And then being able to say, okay, so like, it's actually right for me to want to be myself to like make my voice heard to like represent myself and this girl her name is bell kisu like that's her name so it's like bell like actual bell and then kisu like because that's it's like an arabic name but the way she um yeah. spells it is different online and there's another girl t malicious the both of them but especially bell kisu like when i see her like living in her authentic self and whenever people want to come for her she brings out like she brings out the quran she has hadith she has sunnah and she's like actually you're the one who's narrow-minded and i encourage you to open up your mind because according to quran and sunnah quran five chapter she brings it out and she demystifies everything and she clears them up and she rocks their shit i'm always like god i want to be like her so now i'm working on getting myself to a spiritual level where one i can live authentically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the same time be able to live my truth you know abida I feel like this is like the point where you have to like be ready to go off on your own. Mm. And like, you know how people always like, you know, read the Bible by yourself. Like, yeah. Yeah. do it by yourself. Yeah. Don't like, you know, ask someone to like interpret it for you. Yeah. Because there's lots of arguments that happen on, on the internet. Yeah. 
where people say, oh no, this verse means this and this. Someone's mm-hmm. like, no, actually it means this. Yeah. And that's like your, that's your chance to like understand it yourself. And my mom always used to tell me, she was like, read it by yourself. Yeah. One, two, three times, understand it. And then find someone who you agree with. A pastor who you can be like, what you're yeah. saying makes sense to me. Yeah. And that's how you start to move forward and mm. like grow your relationship in a community. Because you know how in the Bible it always says you need to, to have a church, you need to have a community. You need to have more than two people. Yeah. And chances are they're there. The people who agree with you are there. You just have to look for them. Yeah. So this is always, the, and I always think about it. I'm like, this, like our age right now, mm-hmm. this is the time to like sit down and actually start looking for those things. Because if you're not careful, you will always live by your parents' word and mm-hmm. not like to attack anyone's parents. Yeah. Because like... Your parents are I from another time. Them. Yes. They're from another mean, time. Like, yeah. You need to figure out what you yourself want. And yeah. this is like the best yeah. time to do it. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree with that. That was more going to be my I mean, advice. Guys, like you just you. have to yeah. find God for yourself. Yeah, and because it's scary. the church, like in Christianity oh. especially, like it seems like we always like it's good. Christians have it all together. We have fellowships and everything, but the church sometimes can be very, very Christianity. The church is scary. Can be toxic sometimes. Yeah. So if you don't know God for yourself, it's very easy for you to be like, hey. You end up in a cult. And you won't know. Yeah. Like, you'll, you'll just be so like, many stories. I don't want to be a part of this. Muslim and this Christian? is not the God that I'm supposed to and be. How can like, a God like this, this be so this person? Da, 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 da. Like, you have so many instances where people have left the church. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. It's because if you even get to the root of it, people don't know God for themselves. Know yeah. God for yourselves, guys. Hey, if you don't have your own relationship with God, you will not, like, because pastors, we have to remember that the pastors, the priests, everyone, they're also human beings. Yeah, exactly what I was about to say. And as they're long as people. they are flesh, they will mm. be faulted. So please, find mm-hmm. God for yourself. And you can do it in the most simple ways. You don't have to have it all together. You can start simple Five minutes prayer a day. The other One day, I was speaking to my friend about prayer. And I was like, people, the way people have interpreted prayer, wow, it's crazy. The way that, like, this podcast says. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. To another point. Um, prayer, right? Mm-hmm. The way people have interpreted prayer and, like, the way that prayer is. Like, my mom always told me, she was like, just pray, like, First of all, I don't know at what point we're talking about prayer. And someone was like, I'm always asking God. What, 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 what. And my mom always was like, thank him. Mm-hmm. Like, in a form of manifestation. Gratitude gets you grace. Thank him. Literally. Like, never ask him for things. Just be like, like, and my mom does it all the time. Like, we'll be in a grocery line. And she'll be like, thank you, God. Like, you know. Yes. The till will be long. Thank you, God, for it. That's what be I like, do Thank now. you, God, for the money in my wallet the that's going to pay for the all small of things. Like, God, today, today I was able to do my laundry. Yesterday, I went, I wanted to go to Super U to go and get groceries. I went and I was back. I was like, God, when I got onto the bus and I said, I was like, okay, thank you, God, for it. Like, be grateful in the small yeah. things. Mm-hmm. I'll be standing at the till. Just there. It'll be, you know, 1K over my thing. I'll be like, oh, I'm doing like, yeah. and then, like, even she started saying, like, my friend started saying, because it's like, 
ah oh, god alhamdulillah like literally like mm-hmm. sometimes it's just yeah like, i think my problem the thing is people view religion as an addition to their lives mm-hmm. but I, for me like my relationship with god and just god my life stems from god yeah mm-hmm. that's how i see it it's him and then i'm flowing from it but people are like okay i'm also this is also christian i'm a christian it's an addition to my life no my existence comes from him mm-hmm. and when you view it that way god like and it's not easy honestly like this whole christian journey it's not like i woke up one day and this is who i am today is what who i am, like who i have been all my life it's a continuous learning process right but all i have to say is no matter where you are no matter who you are no matter what you think you've done what you think you're doing come as you are to him yeah. he's going to take you as you are he just wants he just wants you honey just come to him he just wants you that is mm. it nothing else and from then you guys can figure it out together that is my best friend bro that is literally like and yeah, yeah. But i'm always like just talk to him like a normal person like yes. conversation yeah, exactly and it gets so easy for yeah. you it gets so just so easy everything you want to ask for or th- it's so much easier when you think of it as like a two-person conversation yeah like how we are talking just now is like that because and in terms of prayer i had this friend who asked me that is it so bad that she doesn't have like the gift of speaking in tongues right mm because she's in, like, her 20s. And I said to her, no, it's not. There are people who are 80 and still didn't, like, who lived this full earth and didn't. so crazy. But there will be people who will make, people in the church who will make you feel bad for not being at certain places in your Christian life. Mm-hmm. Please don't listen to them. Sorry, I just, this, this chat, sorry, it's so crazy to me. Please this, don't listen to them. This, yeah, we have so much so. to say, this but, like, morning, just don't listen to them. after this, um... I never learned to speak in tongues. I just knew how to do it. Mm. Like, from, like, the age of 13, I guess. Like, I just saw people doing it, and I was like, that's crazy. And then (laughs) I went for Sunday school, and they were like, yeah, some people just know how to do it. Mm. And mm, the first year, I was like, ah, because I was also just fighting with my religion. Then I realized, oh, no, one thing about me, I can speak in tongues. And... Literally this morning, I was cooking and listening to, like, my playlist. And generally, I just, like, normally, all the time, I can speak in tongues. Just generally, at any point in time, if I just feel like I need to connect with God quick, fast, and in a hurry, like, I have some things I need to get off my chest. Tongues, yeah? And I was like, it's so crazy, because the first two years of my life, I felt like I knew how to do it. And then I started to get, like, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Where yeah. I was like, am I really doing Isn't it? Because, like, I'm also a very, like... My relationship with God is very, like... I'm very close and then I'm very far. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's just because I'm also... Shame. And I'm not going to blame my mom for it. But my mom always used to cover for me with my piercings and my tattoos and be like, she's just a creative. So... <laughs> Shout out your mom. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm also just like, oh, I'm a creative, you know, like a lot of the things I do, it's not to like piss anyone off. I just wake up sometimes and I'm like, ah, it would be nice. And then I'm like, no, this actually is my identity. And so especially with the whole like 
speaking in tongues thing. I was doing it this morning while I was cooking. And I was like, that's so crazy because I know that certain people can't do it. Like it's a gift Mm. that other people just don't have. Mm. And I don't want to feel like I'm taking advantage of it because I know people look at me and they're like, this girl can't be a Christian like that. She can't be like Mm. into God like that. And like, unfortunately, no, 50-50. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. But, like, it's just something that I... Like, the speaking in tongues is just something that I've always known how to do. Yeah. And then I get imposter syndrome because I'm like, yeah, but you have no... Be- of everyone that can know how to do it... Is it you? You're not yeah. the one... I totally ...to know that. how to do yeah. it. Yeah. Speaking in tongues is and a I gift. Think... Shame, I'm asking for advice. Sorry. It might not <laughs> oh. seem like it. No, honestly, let me um, tell you, honey, it's... Speaking in tongues is a gift, and once you know how to do it, God gave it to you. One thing I learned is God, I God gives it to you when He gives you blesses you with gifts when He feels like you're ready. Mm. Even if in like human flesh related terms, it doesn't seem like you deserve it. He thought that you were deserving. Mm. So I'm, you have to ask, are you telling God that He doesn't know what He's doing? That's crazy. <laughs> Get, like you see, but like speaking in tongues is not for specific people. Please no, remove that from your mind. Once you can do it, just do it. And for me, and it's not something I, you forget, eh? You can't. Yeah. And for me, it's let me, let me tell you, it's a language of the soul. It's your soul communicating with God. Do you understand? Mm. This thing is this thing is gonna fade away. It's gonna pass away, goal. right? Yeah. And sometimes you'll find that I find that when I pray and I speak and I just speak in tongues, it's just my soul and my body knows what I'm going through, but the brain. The human brain doesn't have the capacity to process it into words, mm. right? So even human understanding is not going to understand it. But my soul and God understand. God understands what I'm saying. Guys, so I, so I feel so much better religion. after. Yeah. Now because of that, we have to end. We'll let yeah. Yes. 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 wrap it up for us, and then we can pick this up yeah. after we let we release yeah. our audience. Yeah. Okay. You know, this is very interesting because I always like feel like we all have the same struggles regardless of our religion. Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of Muslims, because a lot of like religion is like very, like a lot of, no, a lot of ways that people quantify religion is very outward facing. Mm-hmm. Like, have you prayed five times today? Yeah. <gasps> Do you know how to read the Quran? Like, how yeah. can you read the Quran? All of those things. Do you know this hadith? Do you know that hadith? Or do you know like, all those things, you know, things that people can like assess you on. And there was this one time, I think this summer, I was talking to someone else and I was telling them about how, you know, sometimes it can be hard to be a young Muslim Mm -hmm. who is like figuring out life because you see all your peers who like know the entire Quran or like, and they're just like spiritually sound like that. And then there's you who, you don't know all of those things or you're still figuring it out. So you're just like confused, like as a young Muslim, like what do I do with my life? And then she was saying, and so many people today have forgotten about Adab, which generally is talking about behavior, morality, the way you treat other people, the way you talk to people, the way you show up in the environment around you and the society, the community around you. It's such a big part of being a Muslim because a lot of religion is centered in peace and interaction. When you show up to people, do you always have a bad word for them or do you have a good word? 
do you treat people in a way that makes them feel relevant and loved and seen and respected regardless of their age class where they are who they are or all of those type of things do you make people feel bad about themselves or feel good about themselves in every interaction are you authentic in the way that you interact with people do you have integrity in your heart? Do you have humility? Do you show people love? No. All of those things. That is what Adab is about. It's about more than just the practices you do of learning Quran mm. and praying five times a day and going to mosque every Friday. It's about your behavior. It's mm. about who you are when you sit with yourself or in rooms of other people. Mm. Are you the same person in all of these different spaces? And I just feel like regardless of religion it's a big thing and we all need to come back to it because a lot of our religions are centered in love and peace and community mm. and if you focus only on the more religious aspects that can be easily quantified or like that you can show it's like the doctrine yeah, aspect yeah those parts yeah. or like yeah i go to i i give out one million naira or i give out this this is mm. a charity or yeah i've done my zakah and all those things those things are great by the way, I'm not shitting on them. They are amazing things. They are things that are also very, very necessary. But let us also come back to and finding value in yeah. behavior, treating people, and the way we interact. Your and just, yeah, the state of your heart and the yep. state of your soul. It's very like, easy for people to be like, oh, yeah, in the Bible, it says do this, and I did yeah. that. It's yeah, actually too easy. Human beings yeah. pick what they want from, whether it's the Bible or the Quran. And they choose how they want to make it. Yes. That and then that's, they will now hold people to that. Like, yeah, like, oh, she doesn't... And you know, this thing has stressed me out since when I was younger. Like, how can you look at someone who comes to the mosque on Friday... And you're looking at her like this has happened. Like I've been with someone before, someone my age as well, mm. like an old friend of mine. Although I'm very thankful to see she doesn't think like that anymore. But this was one moment where I realized like it's actually a thing that touches me. How can you look at someone and be like, oh, what kind of Muslim? She literally said this in such an offhand way. Mm. Oh, what kind of Muslim is she? Because this person came to the mosque, full face beats. The dress she was wearing over her clothes was a little bit see through. She had on very like blinged out, yeah. long ass nails. She was just like, and. You could like, you know, when you can look at someone and be like, "I have a perception of you yeah, in my mind." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's very easy to do that. So this is on Friday in the mosque, and like the, this mosque I go to is like a quite open-minded. But even then, she was like, "Yeah, like she she was like, oh, what kind of Muslim is she?" Like she just said this in such an offhand way, and it touched me. I was like, "Oh, why would you say that?" She was like, "Let me look at her." Obviously, we unpacked that conversation like a few years later. Like this is like twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. That me and her had this conversation of. Oh, and she was like, I'm not that person anymore. But honestly, now that I look back, I realize how I've we've been socialized to have ideas exactly. of people, even mm. if they are not as they seem. I think that's and why... I, yeah, like people... Yeah. That's why I got, like, <laughs> not comfortable, but I didn't hate myself yeah. for my piercings and my tattoos. Because I was like, no, I'm still... We're the same. I just woke up one day and decided that, oh, it would be nice. And, like, okay, I'm not going to go into why, like, how what I did, like, is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I was just, I woke up one day and I was like, look, if you can't accept me, fair. I can understand that. You're uncomfortable. It's, like, foreign and everything. But me as me, I'm still a Christian. I still know what I'm here to do. Like, 
and you can't convince me that what I did makes me less off. Mm. Or like, do you know the story? Sorry, Abida, do you know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people, even my dad, that's the story you'd always use Mm. to be like, oh, this is how we know that, you know, everyone's falling apart. Everyone's doing nonsense. And I'm like, no, actually, it's not though. Because I'm not doing crazy things. Like, I just woke up one day and I was like, hey, it would be nice to add something different. And like, things like no, that. They had no, I'm, like, they never sought, like, they never sought the face of God still. And stuff like that is also how I realized, like, I got my piercings in, like, a moment of, oh, this would be cute. Not in a permanent way, permanent way, in a temporary way. I was like, this is kind of fun. This is... It's giving rascal, you know? I'm, I'm here for it. And then I was kind of like, but actually, this is not that serious. Like, this doesn't take away from who I am as a person. It doesn't take away from what I believe. And that's when I then started reading. I reread, you know, the Ten Commandments and Proverbs to see, like, who am I as a person, me as a Christian? Who am I and what am I doing? And that's when, that's the first time I had the realization of what do I want my kids to believe? Mm. Because I'm very comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable with what I have and the decisions I've made. And what am I going to tell my children? Because I know how my parents reacted when they saw all the piercings. Not the tongue ring, mind you. That's for December. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I was like, I don't think I like how you guys are reacting to something that I chose to do out of interest, Mm. out of curiosity. Mm. Because from what I understand of the Bible, I have not, like, messed up the way that you think that I have. That's when I then started thinking, what am I going to tell my kids? Right. When they want to, you know, when they wake up. Because I'm pretty sure our parents have the same urges. They want to get tattoos. They want to get people. They wanted to see as well. Yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't. Yeah. You see. They yeah. too scared. They just, it was a stricter time. Yeah. So that's when I started thinking, what am I going to tell them to be like, it's okay. But, you know, don't do something insane. Mm-hmm. Like, see what you might want, but don't then, like. Don't go too much. Yeah. Yeah, with boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think we should well, guys. Because I feel like we wow. No, no, no. This, <laughs> this is like all I could have asked for and so much more. And Aww. just sitting, sitting, sitting here with you guys and looking at just how much we've been able to unpack over the past like three hours mm. plus more that the listeners haven't heard and are not going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really getting this sense of, you know, we we have invested so much in each other mm. over the past years and we've grounded ourselves in one another. And that's, you know, we know people who can't speak to the same kind of deep, yeah. thoughtful, intentional relationships with the yeah. people they spend time with. And that's just something to be definitely grateful for. And the fact that we have opened ourselves and our hearts to one another over the course of this conversation and let ourselves into each other's mindsets and experiences and then gone a step further to do that with our listeners whoever yeah. listening to this thing you know, regardless of which part of the world that they're in um, I feel like there are aspects of it that they're going to resonate with and you know be able to s- mirror and see reflections of themselves and reflections of their experiences mm-hmm. and, mm. and lastly the fact that 
I can see that as we step into the next season of our lives, we're leaving this island with more than we came with. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Just mind you guys, I'm coming to Ghana. Hey! I'm coming to Nigeria. Why are you not saying I'm coming to Nigeria? Nigeria. Why are you saying I'm coming to Nigeria? I'll be going home often because at heart, you guys, I'm still a Lagos girl. I'm a kid. I'm a Okay. The Surulay side is my more um um like um omo omo get outside, and then the Kwe side is omo get inside. But yeah, we so I'm I'm you guys. Yeah. Everything I'm I coming say, and I'm gonna message you guys. Oh my hey, I'm in your hood, and you guys listen to me. You must be like I. <laughs> Don't tell us that you have things to do with your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You better be like, oh, okay. Don't for tell your us weekend. you have family things. So, hmm. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> the shade is meant for him. He knows. He knows uh-huh. that the shade is meant for him. Anyway, anyway. As we close off, I think what I can say as, as the host is Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to get to learn about you guys as deeply as, as I have over the course of the conversation. Mm-hmm. No, you guys didn't have to. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think when I started this platform, the reason behind it was to create room for other people's stories because I felt like the platforms that I was running at the time and I was a part of at the time were not serving to give space Mm. yeah they weren't giving space to everyone who interacted every single day Mm. yeah you know you mentioned Bordeaux Batter earlier Bordeaux Batter goes to serve a certain aspect of who I am Mm. in terms of my professional capacity Mm. but Noisy World now comes to create more space and give other people a platform people who interact with every single day whether it's on Snapchat Instagram campus and all that even the people who we featured so far is the second time I'm doing a, a series featuring guys on the island. Mm. I did guys who I interacted with in Nairobi and you can create a room for their story as well. And I hope that this platform grows to accommodate a lot more people and a lot more stories and a lot more, yeah. um, you know, context. And so Same. thank thank you guys so much. Shout thank out to for having us. Shout out to our venue you. sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, I want to get a message. To, to, I said, I want to participate. I want to get a message to participate in next week's one. Is the next week one? Which one are you talking about? Which one are you talking about? The next week is one that I did in a. It's like recording and release are separate. Uh, He's so I'm trying to release just as much as I record Good. so I don't okay. have a backlog. Is, and that one yeah. so interesting. Smart. Yeah. We hope that you guys were blessed by this conversation because I feel yeah. like we've said so many things. Oh my God. Yeah, no, we did. <laughs> said so many things. <laughs> you guys, there's a little bit of... Which is crazy because I don't know y'all like that. Bro. Granted, I had like two bottles of wine. But, but <laughs> guys, I must say like, I haven't felt like I've not felt uncomfortable in sharing all of this. No. There has been so much yeah. ease in mm-hmm. this conversation. It just, you know, I don't it's know nice. what that says about me, but that was it. That's great. I literally was realizing, okay, you opened up so easily. That's nice, and I you didn't die. So it was very nice. Yeah, I can't lie. Yeah, and you know, like 
there's this thing that has been coming more and more so like there's this verse in the Quran that I think of a lot more especially when I find myself in situations like this is like there's a prayer that everybody's encouraged to make or like usually when you're rounding up a prayer is what people say it's like Rabbana Atina Fidunia Hasana so it's like saying God please give to us in this world goodness and in the next world goodness and just like all the good that could come with it and it's like you know when you always make that prayer we always think of it in terms of like money like yeah experience physical things yeah physical things and like more and more whenever i think of that verse i'm like all my life i've been praying this prayer and thinking of like money or jobs or like traveling and i never realized that the most important thing that god has given me because of that prayer is like the people around me and like the places i continue to find myself because it's not easy like when you're praying for like goodness do you understand or like favor stuff like that and then you realize like mm. a lot of the way that it becomes present is because of the people that you keep around yeah. you they are the people that will advise Yo. you give you the hype you need introduce you to opportunities you know all of those things and it's like oh god like you really showed out too so i'm really grateful also to have been able to like have this conversation with you guys you guys are not bad obviously but <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just grateful i'm grateful i don't know i love this conversation yeah. i could do it again tomorrow yeah, yeah. if you have listened to this episode of the series this far i just want to thank you for being with us and spending time with us and thank hope you. that you know as tessa has said this conversation yeah. added <laughs> some value to your life and if you want to get to learn more about us our dms are open you can reach out to us yes, if you want to chat more so um, yeah we leave the proper details of every single person on our instagram to help okay. over go follow them on instagram guys literally <laughs> like follow share subscribe yeah subscribe <laughs> to this podcast subscribe guys. to this and go listen to the past episodes All the episodes on with repeat. kelly um, the first Kate yeah. and Christina. Christina. Go yes. listen to the episode with Molly. He has an amazing voice, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you guys. So we're gonna sign off with some ASMR. So those who have the nails in the house and the rappers, the rappers. nails in the house is go crazy. Ridiculous. <laughs> 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 <laughs>